A warning, this episode contains explicit language and mention of abuse. In high school, I actually originally wanted kids, but um, however, I thought that was the default. Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am so excited for today's guest. Today, we are speaking with Jake, who lives in New Zealand and has been kind enough to get up early in his in the future to speak with me in the past here in the States. <laughs> it's Thursday for you. Is that right? Wednesday? Yes, yeah. <laughs> so thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And it's been so awesome to get to know you. I've really enjoyed our conversations um, that we've had previous to this recording. So yeah, I just want to say thank you and welcome. And also, it's just such an honor to have you on the podcast and to feature um, a male perspective because I've, I've had a lot of female identifying guests on the podcast. And so, yeah, just thank you for, thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me to this podcast, Anna. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm sort of a bit nervous, but yeah, but it's good to hear like from a male perspective all the way down, like in the Southern Hemisphere of New Zealand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Can you start by telling us all a little bit about yourself, who you are. Oh yeah, so my name is Jake. So I'm born in New Zealand. So I identify myself as Kiwi, like what all New Zealanders say to ourselves. We are not a state of Australia. Just thought I put it out there too. Okay, yes. Yes, I'm born here. Um, I'm born to a Nguyen mother and a German and Cook Island dad. So what those islands mean is like we're like a Polynesian um, race. Like within, it's a bunch of small islands in the South Pacific. So for those that don't know, go watch Moana on Disney, or or just like study The Rock or Dwayne Johnson's identity. Yeah. 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 So that's what like my Polynesian background is. Um, I'm also a youth worker. So um, working with at-risk youth from um, child to youth. Um, yeah. Um, mental health struggles, um, mainly keep them off the streets and that. Even though New Zealand like is known for like rugby, Lord of the Rings, but we still have our own personal issues that exist within our country. And I'm also a uni student, so I'm studying my social work degree at a uni called Massey University, just so I can like um, have a say when making policies for like kids or or youth who are like at risk or don't how to say like come from like abusive um households and that yeah wow that's like really impressive too like I just have so much respect for the work that you're doing I think it's really important and really cool that even though clearly you don't want to have kids of your own but you still have dedicated your life and your career to looking out for kids and I think that's just like remarkable uh, thank you yeah. yeah yeah it's like it's real funny when people think that oh so you must hate kids just because you don't want any I think no there's a difference some people who are already parents they hate their kids to a point where I had to step into my job mm. yeah especially because New Zealand has one of the highest child abuse according to the OCED 
Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Um, yeah, and it has some high-profile cases where children die by abuse. How do I say, like, um, I always say to people, like, before you question me on hating kids, how about look at those parents who already have kids, and they're like, they neglect their kids, they abuse them physically, emotionally, they neglect them, they don't, like, to a point, they don't even feed them. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, so that's what I always say to other people around that. Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty good comeback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. a comeback. I don't think that does justice to what you're doing there, which I think is teaching and sort of enlightening people. Um, so I think that's a really important response. Yeah. And also, it does like, I can back it up with evidence. Yeah. So it's just not me having a personal opinion. It's like right. backing it up with facts. Yeah. And, and the, working to change it to hopefully, you know, like you're like you're going to university right now to get into policy to protect kids. I think that's remarkable. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't I I I can't even begin to imagine. That's a field I'm not very well versed in. Um, but I imagine there's a lot of roadblocks and yeah. 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 I just want to also point out that you are working as you're going to uni, correct? Like you're still working yeah. as a youth advocate, youth worker. Yeah, youth worker. yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. And is this your second master's or do I have that? Oh, your second. Yeah. Your second master's. Yeah. I just think yeah, that yeah. we should like point that out. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. So I'm curious, when did you know personally that you didn't want to have kids? I'm not going to lie. Um, when I was in high school, I actually originally wanted kids. But um, however, I thought that was the default. And especially I came from like a culture, like when people say they don't want kids, they don't exist or even the option alone or even the thought. Yeah. So yeah. like, I think, uh, yeah, I think it was just when like, um, when I just got molded into having that worldview around that. However, like, um, I think just when the years went past as I got older, because like I grew up really poor. I grew up with a single mother. You said we have our own issues, like I said earlier. Times where I just grew up struggling to eat and wow. also suffer through um, child abuse when I was growing up. So I didn't have a most pleasant childhood upbringing. Like yeah. I used to get beat up by my stepdad. Um, wow. Yeah, and then when my when my half siblings was born, I just end up stepping in as the older sibling to look after them. So I sort of like had to step up at an early age, like when I was in high school. Yeah, and then I wouldn't say there was like a date and time when I became to a point I decided I never want kids. It just sort of like little bits of pieces. It just made me like just have that like um option so i think just through the years like i never had a childhood or i never get get to experience a, like what a high school teenager should have like you know going on prom or oh, like yeah. hanging out with mates after school i was just super busy surviving um, instead of thriving yeah and however like um sports was like my biggest lifesaver so i came from a boxing background i played a bit of um, rugby even football, so like sports was just like my escape from reality. And then I think that's when I start meeting people who had different little views just through sports. Yeah, like it's not just only Polynesians, also um, 
like white New Zealanders, like Maori, they're the indigenous people of New Zealand. We have like uh, Middle Eastern, Indian, Chinese, Japanese. So like for the sports, it's like, it's kind of like a fruit salad. And I just like start hanging, yeah, start hanging with them. And then like, and this, that's when I'm my, like, I start to challenge my own self with the real views and start having that open mind. And then like in my early 20s, and then I was getting ready to go to class when I was doing my first degree, like years ago. And then I got angry because my um my mom forced to look after my brother when I had class, so she can go out and drink. We didn't get along, by the way, just because yeah. of like what happened. And that sort of like triggered my mindset of like I don't want kids. Yeah. And then like yeah, I think that was the trigger point. And then I started like going on YouTube or any sort of social media just to like uh, see what those people are like because like back then I thought like like and they were just watching TV programs growing up when they see child-free people they usually portray as the villain right yeah or like as a as the bad person yeah so like I decided to challenge that yeah Yeah. and yeah and I just think looking on YouTube or just hanging with other child-free people especially the older ones but they, they're not the ones they portray like what I see on cartoons or sitcoms they're like the nicest people I ever met yeah and, and I actually um, bonded with an elderly child-free person who was like in their 50s and 60s I get along with them a lot better than I do with people my own age who are already parents just yeah. because of the common yeah and I always joke around with them I said oh, no wonder you look I'm um, 20 years younger they instantly love you no (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. I know that was a bit of a long story but it's all like my journey on me child free and I'm glad I challenged myself and it's been the best decision I ever made Mm. like um yeah to a point where I got a vasectomy early this year wow congrats thank you so much and also just a little I, I, got, I just got fed up when people say you'll change your mind or you'll meet the white woman. And I said, I did. The <laughs> child free did too. Yeah, and then I think, like, I think I was so scared of the vasectomy. And then I saw the non-skateboard technique. Um, if you guys don't know what it is, please Google it because that's hard to explain. Okay. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. Or like I say, it was just five minutes. That was it. Wow. It was just a quick, I think after that, I went straight to a bar. I bought a Ben and Jerry's ice cream to just, just, just to ice it. Yeah. <laughs> so you were driving with the Ben and Jerry's. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was eating the ice cream at the same time. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Yeah. Did you take it in the bar with you? Um. Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> it was hard to explain, so... I, I just I just I just said like to like to the bouncers or to the staff I had like a groin injury <laughs> yeah. there you go yeah 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 because I don't want to spend half an hour explaining like what happened <laughs> yeah. I love that so guys any any guys out there listening to this who are contemplating a vasectomy five minute procedure and you can pick up ice cream on the way to the bar and just tell them it's a groin injury yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, I and, love that story. Thank you. Yeah, and then I inspired like a couple of um guys to get their own vasectomy too. Oh wow! Yeah, their schedule didn't have to change. I think the only thing is like um take a break from gym 
for those who go gym or get any sort of physical activities you know like yeah. that's my only suggestion it's kind of like when you get a bruise yeah and you just need time for it to like just ice it and heal yeah, it yeah cool yeah. so i want to um also just highlight i thought it was really moving to hear your story and i you know i'm sorry that you had to go through what you did and i also am so inspired by what what you've done coming through that like you got through that you protected and looked after your siblings and now you have devoted your you realized you didn't want to have kids you took procedures to ensure that didn't happen and then you're also like out there advocating and protecting other children who might be facing similar experiences to what you had growing up and I think that that's really incredible and I I didn't want to go too far without acknowledging that because I think that's really inspiring thank you yeah yeah how did you navigate I know you mentioned that your partner is also child free how did you guys meet and and was that a conversation you have at the beginning of your relationship or how have you navigated that being child free and being in a relationship so let's just say we met through a dating app called hinge yeah, yeah. the one yeah. meant to be deleted their advertising is great <laughs> yeah actually yeah and it's living proof it actually works that's yeah. awesome yeah yeah and they have like a little profile like um it's, it's more detailed compared to tinder and bumble and you okay. can put like is that option is like you can add in like don't want kids so i put it on there on my profile yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. they have that preset that you can add it in or yes. like select it that's amazing yeah and I, I love that system and then like i haven't told before we meet up in person i said to her like i never want kids and i say is this what you really want because I don't want to like, how do I say it? Wait for five years into the relationship. Yeah. And then find out about it. Because I learned that the hard way years ago. And she said she doesn't want kids too. She said if she dates someone that doesn't want kids, she'll be okay with it. Mm. Yeah. Just to make sure I'm really serious. Like had the vasectomy and that. I, I'm not going to lie. I was sort of skeptical at the beginning. Because that happened to me like before I met my current partner. I was in a two-year relationship. I said at the very beginning, I never want kids. And then she thought I was going to change, like, I, I was just so naive. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like, being, like, child-free dating is, like, really difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to make that same mistake. So I was, like, very confrontational. I was really serious. Just get it out of my chest. And yeah. then just from there, and she just, she's actually child-free. Yeah. So... And I worked out, like, she even told her friends, I had a vasectomy, don't want kids. Yeah. And I started, to, I started to warm up to her. Mm. Yeah, because usually, like, in the dating world, especially with kids, I'm heavily guarded. Just because yeah. of past experience, learning, like, doing everything the hard way. And I just want to say it from the beginning before it's too late. And just in between my current partner and my ex from years ago, like, in between there, I always say, I'd sit on the first date. I never want kids. Is this what you wanted before we move on? I was just really honest. 
and brutally, like brutally honest. Especially to be honest on day one, then actually holding it in and waiting for like a couple of years later. And then and like you get hurt emotionally. Yeah. Hinge actually helped out a lot because of that option. Yeah. Really good to know because I, I hear from a lot of mostly women. I think that's just because that's who make up the largest portion of my followers are child-free women. Um, but I hear questions of like how to go about dating and and I've also heard like the story of how difficult it can be. And then also like, I think there's a lot who wonder, are there really any actual child-free men out there? Because I've heard all this, like swapped where it's like the woman saying she doesn't want kids and the man thinking that she'll change her mind and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I think that you sharing this is going to be very reassuring for a lot of listeners to know that yes, there are child-free men out there who are very seriously, and it can be just as challenging on the other side. Yeah, and usually, like I can say, this as a like as a child-free man, and also talking to other child-free um, males too. It's like we didn't we don't tend to talk about it because um, I think just guys in general tend to like hold it in, mm. like with us anything. However, at the same time, there's also like hidden stigma mm. like around it. I think because the last thing they want to do is disappoint their parents. Yeah, yeah. There's so much pressure. Yeah, it's a real hidden issue. And like in the typical stigma, they still live in the basement at their mum or parents' um house right. or irresponsible. They don't want to take any sort of responsibility. Yeah. yeah. And and it's funny, it's not from females in general, it's from other other males. I I can speak this from experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I can't speak for everyone. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, so I just... appreciate your insight and perspective because it's more than than I have. So into what it's like as obviously a man and <laughs> being yeah, child free yeah. and what those stigmas are, because I I think I can speak to my own experience and, and what it's like as a woman. And, you know, there are stigmas that probably overlap, but I think that there are some differences too. So it's really helpful and interesting to hear what those are from your perspective. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. And I guess while we're on the topic, what are the ones that you have faced? Like what are the more specific stigmas and pressures that you have been, have been said to you or that you've experienced being child-free? I think just starting off is like people think I hate kids and babies and I'm thinking no I don't and I said if I have a mate who's child free and they don't like kids I will still be friends with them I'll still have like I'll still have a beer or wine with them yeah because yeah, that's their choice too I think that's the pure assumption that people make about me and they forget what I do for my career and then there's those who like other parents when they ask me how old I am and say, do you have kids? And I say, no. And they say that comment like, oh, wait till you have some. But like, right. I don't want to, I was just taught if I have nothing good to say, don't say anything. But like, at the same time, I just don't want to waste my energy arguing yeah. just with those sort of people. So I just tend to just take it. Yeah, because like, is my time valuable? Or like arguing back and I chose my time. Oh, yeah. I love and, that. Yeah. yeah. And it's not worth it in the long run. And then, I think there's some other ones like even before and during and after I got the vasectomy, I hear comments of people saying like, oh, you can probably reverse this vasectomy. And then I say like, no, that's the whole point of getting the vasectomy. Right. So, 
so that I didn't actually have kids. But yeah, wow. it, yeah, and I said like, um, that's why condoms exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I think the hardest one is like within my own culture, especially uh, like when people introduce themselves. I mean, when I'm hanging around with my own Polynesian social circle and yeah. we introduce ourselves, people say, my name is like, for example, Jake, I'm like Nguyen or Pat Samoan or something. And then they say like, I have seven kids. Oh, and, yeah. And they tend to, yeah. So within my own culture, they use that as a social status. Like the more kids you have, the higher status you got. Mm. Yeah. Or the level of respect that goes up. Yeah. Yeah. And there's people like me who just don't want to say anything. So I get a bit shy. I mean, like, I do want to say it so bad. But at the same time, it's like 100 people versus me. <laughs> and then it's, yeah. And it just goes back to time. Is it worth my energy? Or should I just choose time? Yeah. There's times where I just tend to hold it in. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, I'm trying to time it like when to say it, how, how to say it. I don't want to personally attack them. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, I just want to let them know how I feel or what's my worldview around it. And it's just, it's just expressing my worldview. It's not me trying to say to them, like, you made the wrong decision about having kids. I was like, no, it's like, that's your choice. It's like, right. I respect your Please respect mine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, trying to be a bit open or vocal about it. But it's hard. I think just personally, it's a bit of a struggle. Mm, yeah. yeah. But, but that's just like what I experience. Like, yeah. like I said, I can't speak for all males. I mean, child-free males out there. Like right. my mates probably have a different, have a different perspective around that's it. That's super interesting. I'm curious, do you ever get sort of like the legacy question like what legacy are you leaving or is that not some a pressure you've really gotten oh yes a lot i hear this all the time (laughs) you know it's like how would you pass your knowledge or your wisdom down down to your future kids and pass on to generation i i said to you then like no that's not the point of a legacy a legacy is like what you do in your lifetime yeah yeah like my legacy is um, working with as with kids and youth. Yeah. So I tend to find a few comebacks that I dish back at them, and I try. I always try to back it up with like evidence. Yeah. yeah. Or logic, but sometimes it can be real difficult. Overall, like what I say to them, like um, and e- even to the young people that I work with, I just say it's like legacy is what you do in your lifetime, not whether you have kids or not. And there's so many like child-free people who had major legacies. And yeah. yeah, Isaac Newton. I didn't know uh, he. I didn't know he was child free. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks. And I learned it, something new today. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't know too. So I watched his documentary. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah. He's like, yeah, and everyone knows about Isaac Newton, and he has a huge legacy. Yeah. Other examples. He's one of the first black world heavyweight champions in boxing, called Jack Johnson. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Please correct me. Yeah, like I think when I like um, saw his profile and while I was doing a lot of study on boxing history, like he said he had no children. <laughs> yeah, that's all I know. I think he had nephew or niece, but I could be wrong. Please correct me. Um, Oprah and even like New Zealand ex Prime Minister Helen Clark. Oh. Yeah. And she was a woman ahead of time. Yeah, like our old Prime Minister, like. Then she never took her husband's um, last name. She stuck, yeah. her, she stuck with her own last name. She never had children, but she's a great example. Like yeah. people like locally and within my own Polynesian. 
Ministers. Um, I saw in the article that the Samoan um, Prime Minister, um, that's where the work um, mum's from, or doing Johnson. Yeah. You know, like she, you know, she's also child free too. Cool. So, like um, those those um icons or those people, like you know, I use them as legacies. Yeah. And, and, and even when they're long gone, people will still remember them, and people will know the legacy that like left behind. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you for sharing those. That was great. So what what's the most difficult aspect of being a child-free man, would you say, for you, from your experience? I would say it's similar with, with male and men's um, being open about their mental health, like depression, anxiety. Same thing with um, child-free. So like people say, you know, you're not a man because you don't want kids or something. Huh. And those people who say those comments to me, like I came from like a rugby and boxing background like one of the it's like the physically toughest sports that you right. can do. And, and then sometimes I joke about it say I'm, I'm still a boy yeah because <laughs> yeah, I'm still like acting like a kid so trying to add some humor so yeah especially with the toxic um masculinity that goes on right now people are trying to use that against me mm-hmm. yeah I think because I don't portray those typical stereotypes, yeah, like especially those who come from like you know, very um conservative backgrounds, saying like men are the providers, men like blah blah blah, or like being controlling to their partner, mm. yeah. And sometimes I, I I always have to argue back against them, yeah, yeah. So like, and especially with the children part, like um sometimes it hurts um personally for me because I like to be my unique self. I don't want to portray what like, uh, I don't want to portray that toxic masculinity. Forgive me for my language, bullshit that project on me. And then another one was, I guess, saying like, I'm not tough or man enough just because I don't have a child or I get called like a loser wow. or irresponsible. Like how do I say, like, uh, sleep around. There's typical stereotypes. And I'm like, no, that's not me. I just like to go home and chill. Or if I go out, I like to snowboard on the winter or mountain bike or cycle on the summer. Or sometimes I go gym or sometimes play play um, video games or watch Netflix. People trying to like portray like what a man should be like. Yeah. But I was trying to challenge it. And especially to the young people I work with, like I say to them, it's okay whether you want kids or not. It's okay to talk about your depression and anxiety or even being suicidal. Um, it's okay to talk about your vulnerable side, even your PTSD. It's okay to be open or, or, or it's okay to go in the corner and cry about it instead of just holding it in and waiting yeah. till you're 60 and like, and then somehow you just burst it out like all at once, which can be dangerous for yourself or to other people. And yeah, so like, how does I always get people just to challenge it, especially with like being a child-free man? You can still be, be a good role model to other people's kids. Right. Yeah. yeah, so it sounds like there's a lot of focus on equating if you're child-free as a, a man, because we're talking about the con- that context here, that it's like immature, irresponsible. You know, it's kind of looked down on in those ways, which is ridiculous. I always encourage other males to just say it. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it will be, it will create more arenas, and it will right. just spread like wildfire, yeah. To like people will open up a bit more, yeah. Because like I didn't even know a few of my mates were child free until I said I said it. Oh, yeah. cool! Yeah. If someone asks you, 
just be vocal about it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, because like um, we always encourage other people to be honest, but sometimes we struggle to give their honesty out. Right. Yeah. yeah, but like sometimes it's best to challenge it. And if they get angry about it, it's not your fault. So, yeah, what has been the most rewarding aspect of being a child-free man? Um, oh, where do I start? <laughs> I would say sleeping. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the freedom to, to go back to uni and study without worrying about any sort of, like, obligation. So, yeah. like, and also the freedom to make my own choices. If I want to choose to go cycle, oh, I can just do it now. I didn't have to make any sort of plans on the farms to ask people who will take care of the kids or look after them. Um, and during the winter, I can choose if I want to go out snowboarding. So, yeah, and I can pick up, like, um, new hobbies or activities a bit later in life. Just because, like, you had that option and freedom to do it. Even during the living cost crisis or the inflation that happens around the world. And, like, somehow I'm still, like, financially secured. Mm. Like, I can still... I can't speak for every other child-free people, but just me personally. But like, it doesn't affect me. Uh, it does affect me a bit, but like, like not as much. I'm still like choosing foods without checking the price. Yeah, sure. <laughs> really, this major crisis, even during the pandemic and that, like somehow I still became like very chill about it. And also just holidays, vacations. I can just go on the website and book a flight. Yeah. <laughs> like, even though my bank account says don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and also I can just like choose what program to watch on Netflix or Disney Plus, or I can choose the games I play yeah. uh, or even me and my partner going on random date nights. Yeah. If I had kids, that alternative version of me, I wouldn't have those life experience. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd be just too busy focusing on uh, like another child. Yeah. Right. When I work with at-risk youth or kids, I think I find them more rewarding that way. Because, like, um, how do I say, like, they've been in the same position as I was when I was, when I was younger. Yeah. However, at the same time, I can just go home and chill and right. de-stress. Even though I don't want kids, I always try to treat kids like adults or, like, as a mate. I don't want to tell them what to do because I hate being told what to do myself. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, if someone asks me to babysit their child, at least I can give it back. Right. Yeah, I think that's all I can think of, like the rewarding aspects of being child-free. That was a pretty good list. (laughs) You know, I know we touched on legacy a little bit earlier, but to specifically talk about your legacy, what do you hope the impact of or legacy of your life will be? That's a tough one. I think just like, I just want people to see me as genuine, very unique, like I choose who I want to be, like my own personal identity that I didn't portray like how, what a man should be or or what a Polynesian should be or what a typical New Zealander should be. It's just me being me genuinely. And then like, I think that legacy, I want other people to say, oh, Jake, he's really unique. He doesn't portray the typical stereotype of what a New Zealander is or what a Polynesian is or what a, or, or what a man is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just did his own thing and like forgive me for my language. Like I want people to say he didn't talk shit from anyone. Yeah, he didn't follow the typical like social norm or group. Yeah, he just became himself. I have like what I do, because what I talk I will try and back it up too. I want other people to get inspired to just to be themselves, regardless of sexuality, ethnicity, 
nationality or different characters. I always want to like um, treat people the same way I want to be treated. Yeah. I want to put that all to the side and just like look at them as a, like from a character perspective or personality perspective, not yeah. from their sexuality or gender, or et cetera. So that's the legacy that I still want to have. Like many just inspire, like especially the younger generations. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It sounds like allowing people to be who they are rather than like project anything onto them, which is how you have been also living is your, your sort of, it sounds like not taking on the, who you're supposed to be. You've broken through Mm -hmm. that and been able to be who you are and to create space for others to to do that at least to do that in your presence which is that's a real gift like to be able to be your authentic self and it be a safe space to do so not every person provides that and so I think that's a beautiful legacy thank you yeah yeah thank you thanks for sharing and yeah as we're getting to the end here like what's a message you want to share with the listeners be fair to other people, like with your, like being child-free. I know it will be difficult because like for some people, like just to talk about it, could be like a family member or their best friend or et cetera. But like I always say to them, if they project their views on you, it's an even playing field and it gives you a right to project your views back to them. Mm. Yeah. I know it's easy to talk than do. But yeah, um, personally, it's, it's a bit hard for me too. Yeah, so I struggle to back that up myself. Yeah, like, um, and I'll say to other people, especially in New Zealand, and especially for guys, if you don't want kids, get a vasectomy. Where I live, it's called the County's Monaco District. It's for free, but the, but I'm not sure about other people where they live, the other regions. But like, yeah. usually it's an average of $500. It lasts for five minutes. You, you won't get any protesters. You ain't getting any religious nuthead or et cetera. Yeah. It's, it's just for like people who live in New Zealand. Like it's that easy. You just wow. need to book online and have a have like a little chat with the nurse on the phone. You just walk up and you can still continue on your day after as long as not like any sort of physical activity for a week. Especially for the males, be a bit more open about it. Because like you never know there could be a guy sitting next to you who's child free too, but they probably like no one, like they probably never mentioned it ever before or say they never want kids. Yeah, and also just be proud of your authentic self. Like you don't have to follow that group. You can just be yourself as long as you're happy. And for those who are like um, watching this now, but struggle to say it, and, and I know it's a bit difficult. You, if you want to share about being child-free, but don't know how, social media is a good start. So it takes a bit of baby steps because parents have a right to be vocal about being parents. I always say, child-free has a right to be focal about being child-free yeah yes a hundred percent I totally agree (laughs) yeah awesome thank you and if the listeners want to connect with you after hearing this episode how can they do so where can they find you Instagram I think that's the main one I actually created a child-free New Zealand page too oh awesome I created like six months ago and I was really inactive in it but somehow the followers just piled up. I wasn't oh. expecting it. Wow. Yeah. Just search on the search bar on Instagram, Child Free New Zealand, and it will be easy to find. And also my person, like my own page. My name is hard to pronounce. It's just, and, but I think you'll share this, Anna, like if you tag me on it. It's yeah. called um, 
your Jake Punimata photos. Awesome. Yeah. And I will be sure to put those both uh, link both in the show notes as well. So people can, can find that. Cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. And I really appreciate your perspective and getting to have your story here on the We're Not Kidding podcast. So thank you, Jake. It's been, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much, Emma. We'll catch you next time. Hey, don't go yet. I have something really exciting to share with you. I created a community for child-free people. That's right, a place for us all to hang out, get to know each other, and become friends. So if you could use some more child-free friends in your life, please come hang out with us. It's like we have our own private social media network. Inside the club, we have weekly virtual meetups via Zoom. We have a community feed with ongoing posts and discussions so we can continue our friendship outside of our virtual meetups. And down the road, we're going to have in-person meetups and take these relationships offline and in-person. So if you want in, head to wnk-club.com. That's wnk as in we're not kidding, dash C-L-U-B dot com. I can't wait to see you in the club.